Welcome to a special rendition of the True Exact Show Quarantine Edition. I'm here in New Jersey right now, and I am talking and speaking to the one and only Chase Moore. Uh, he is a producer, beat maker, somebody who I personally really enjoy his beats, and I've been following for about like six years now. I, I listen to all Ilmac's old stuff, and you're on a bunch of them. And, and the one thing that that bothers me about like the producers or battle rappers is like, you guys never get to tell your story. You know what I mean? Like it, it's so right. that's why I reach out to you guys and I want to interview all the West coast guys too. Cause here in New Jersey on the East coast, you do have fans and, and me and my friends sit around and watch all your, all your battle raps and listen to all your music and stuff like that. So I think it's just an interesting, yeah. someone from a completely different culture. I'm sure when I hit you up tonight, you're right. like, what the fuck is this dude from New Jersey fucking talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all love, man. It's all love, bro. I appreciate you reaching out, man, for real. But you ever been to the East Coast? You know what I mean? Like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I fucking love the East Coast, man. Um, My sister lives in New York. My nice. sister lives in Williamsburg. So I've been to New York over the last few years, probably three times. Mm -hmm. um, I got brought out there once for Team Backpack. Me and Elmac got brought out there for their. Was that, uh, was that 2016? The event, the Mission Underground event or whatever. Was that 2016? Yeah, I think it was 2016. And then I've toured out there a couple times too. I was out there with Satire and Rev, uh, this artist Reverie. Um, so I've been there. I've been there a few times. I fucking love New York, bro. New York City is like my favorite city in the world, bro. See, what's funny is being from New Jersey, we actually don't like New York that much. I think, right. we, I think we take it for granted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're 30 minutes away, so it's like, I'm not going into the city. Fuck that shit. <laughs> what part of Jersey are you from? Central. So we're about like 30 minutes from the city. And it's like, we've been there so much growing up that it's just like, I do not want to deal with the traffic and all that stuff. But like, yeah. we, we take it for granted. You know how it is. But you, yeah, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't. It probably doesn't have the same allure no, at all. Cause no. Like, when fuck I New York. <laughs> fuck New York. When I was a kid, I used to tell my parents, "I want to live in New York." And looking back on it, what was wrong with me? Like, yeah. fuck that shit. I would never live yeah. there. But seriously, hey, hey, I fuck with I fuck with Jersey though. The Sopranos is my favorite TV yeah. show of all time. Listen, <laughs> Jersey is very underrated, and what I've heard is you only like Jersey if you're from there. But whatever, we're the most polluted state, populated state, but we're very prideful people. Very prideful. Oh uh, yeah. All right, I got you. Shout out to Jersey, man. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, dude, you mentioned though who I'd love to get on. See, I follow satire too, man. Like I've been yeah. watching him since oh six, oh seven with the jump off where we're at championships. One of his yeah. battles with Dumbfounded versus um I wanna say No Can Do and Rhetoric was one of the funniest ones of all time. Like when they were in the alleyway and yes. shit. Yes, when he said, like, your dome looks like an astronaut's helmet. Like, that shit, I still go back yeah. and listen to that to this day. Yeah. So a that, lot of I'll, that shit holds up, dude. Like, holds I up. mean, it's, it's obviously a sign of the times because there's a lot of, like, you know, a lot of filler and a lot of, like, getting to the punchline, mm -hmm. the you know what I'm saying? Yep. But, but not that long ago, I did kind of, like, a speed rewatch of some of, like, the WRC shit. Mm -hmm. And there's still some shit that is, like, it's just as good today yep. as back then, you know? And it was a different style too. So we're we're gonna get into that because I want to ask you about the state now and the state then. You being like sure. around the culture that much. But like I want to hear about your story, how you got into making beats and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, really, like I come from a musical family. You know what I'm saying? So, like growing up, like my pops was like teaching piano like out of our house and shit, mm -hmm. and he had like little like recording setups. So like, and just always listening to bunch of different kinds of music so like i grew up in a you know what i'm saying like music yeah, yeah, was yeah. just second nature you know 
being I remember being super little, like reading the fucking the credits of CDs and shit, you know what I'm saying? And like <laughs> looking up who was who was like playing the music and who mixed it and produced it. Like I, I've always kind of like been like intrigued by that type of shit, you know? So yeah. um, fast forward to me being like 12, I think, I think about 12 years old. Um, I remember I was like either seventh or eighth grade. I'm like a year younger than everyone. So I, I'm, it might've even been 11 dog, but like my pops just had like a keyboard in the house that like he used to fuck around with. And, and I just remember like just, you know, being super into rap and like, just just starting to just like fuck around and figure out the keyboard myself you know what i'm saying like i wouldn't even have any concept of like sequencing i would just like record one sound for three mm -hmm. minutes if i fucked up i'd have to start over add another sound like I, I didn't really get the concept of it yet you know what i'm saying but that's how i like got into it and then another thing was once i like started like fucking around and learning being like okay now i want to make beats I remember listening to like like Dr. Dre, like the Chronic 2001, mm -hmm. and wanting to like figure out the melodies of the beats in was there. You know the, what I'm saying? Like I would try to figure out the beat? melodies. Was that the Yeah, Scott like yeah, yeah, around that, like yeah, you're like the like the fucking next episode or yeah. the fucking the still Dre, like that era. And I remember like and even like on some of the older like like Slim Shady LP shit, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? I remember like wanting to figure out the melodies you know what i'm saying like and 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 then that's pretty much what like got me into like starting to make beats you feel me just being really into rap and like just being fascinated with just like the sound of the beats and like who was doing everything on it you know what i'm saying what's crazy is now you as a beat maker like the you brought up the slim shady marshmallows lp aren't his beats me as someone who listened like they're the most interesting things of all time because they're not beats, right? Like, it seems like yeah. Dre didn't stop finishing them and M just rapped over, like, the piano keys. Like, yeah. I, find, I find Eminem beats the most impossible. If you think about it, think of an artist who actually killed an Eminem beat aside from Eminem. It's very hard to do. It's very hard. Jay-Z and, like, Nas. Like, because Nas had that song, The Cross, that was really tight. Mm-hmm. And then Jay-Z, Moment of Clarity. Those are, like, the only two only I can two. really think of. Like, when you see people freestyle on YouTube. And that's Jay fucking Nas. Yeah, you know yeah. Like, Arguably, like, I'm not a huge Jay fan. Being from the East Coast, I'm just going to throw that out there. But, like, yeah. you, you're, you're talking about two of the top ten of all time in people's fucking eyes. Yeah. So, of course, they should be able to do it. But, like, right. if you look at people who freestyle on YouTube, these young and upcoming rappers, they'll always choose, like, Shook, Shook One's beat and those beats. They never pick an Eminem beat. They never. It's impossible to do. You try to rap over criminal. You try to rap over kill you. There's no fucking way you can yeah. do it. It's impossible. Which well, shows... it's, 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 it seems like they're just so tailor made that they can only fit those songs. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas like shook ones like like all right, that's a timeless timeless beat. Let alone being a timeless song. Mm -hmm. Like a fucking criminal is a timeless song but the beat might <laughs> not be a timeless beat you know what i'm saying it's impossible to rap over yeah. like i'll try it tonight like, da -na -na, da -na, da -na. <laughs> like what the fuck are you doing yeah. which proves how good the artist is i guess yeah you know? yeah yeah if i no mean one, dude at yeah. that time every like the aftermath shit at that time you know what i'm saying like when it was like 2001 and those first couple m albums and g unit and all that like that production was hugely influential on my yeah. shit you know what i'm saying like well, I was going to ask you then, what's the one beat? Like, what's your favorite beat of all time? You as a uh, I've, We've talked about this before. Like, I've gone over this. Like, I do, like, PSA by 
Jay-Z, produced by Just mm-hmm. Blaze, allow me to reintroduce my must, that yeah. to me is just, the way that shit drops is just like, oh my God, that that to me is one of the, my favorite beats of all time. Um, Still Dre is one of my favorite beats of all time. Fucking, um, I would say like, like, or like all of the, like, most of the Gangstar records too, bro. Cause Premier is like, Premier yeah. is my favorite. Premier's on my top five. And he's like my favorite, like sa- uh, sample producer of all time. You feel me? So he so did like, the, he did Nas's like, right? Yeah, he so, did. Yeah. That, that's one of the, the, yeah, the dopest amazing. beats of all, all time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's another one no one could rap on. Try to hear yeah. someone rap on that. It's fucking impossible. I've tried. Yeah. And halfway and then, through, I throw my shit like, out. Uh, like fucking a, a lot of just blaze beats, bro. He, like he's ridiculous too. Like that, you know, by Hove. I'm like mentioning hella J songs. Yeah, <laughs> so like, we're in Jersey now, so we'll do just blaze. Didn't he do pump it up with Joe Budden? Yeah, he did. Okay, there we go. We'll throw out some Jersey for you. <laughs> All right. Yeah, <laughs> man. I don't know. Like, the, I mean, there's a lot, dude. There, there, there's a there's a fucking lot, bro. Fucking. So what what do you know. think what do you think was like your wow moment though like and 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 you mentioned so we're mentioning the East Coast and West Coast not to separate but like um, have you ever made beats for East Coast guys and do you find them to be a little different than what the West Coast rappers want? Yeah, there is. I mean, a lot of a lot of East Coast cats like a lot of fools have rapped on my beats like for some routine backpack and shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Including me, also, by the way. Including me. I just throwing that yeah, out Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, like, I've done shit, I did shit for, like, for Rock and for Sean Price, R.I.P. Okay. Like, so, you know, going, you know what I'm saying? I've, I did shit for Raekwon before and shit. So, like, I don't necessarily find it that different, but maybe the sound, they, the style they pick is a little different. It yeah, tends okay. to be more, like, you know, in the in the sample, like, gritty, grimy sort of sound, that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of more, Like, you know, G-Unit, 50 Cent the, shit, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that, you know what I'm saying, but... I feel like the I mean, West, dude, like, I feel like the West Coast beats are more fun, party-like, if you will, yeah. like, you know, things like that. Yeah, it, it, it depends, it, it kind of depends on the artist, but I know what you're saying, though, because they tend to be a little faster, and they mm-hmm. tend to ha- ha- be more, like, synth-centric, as opposed to, like, samples and shit you know like that's but this is why i love like talking to people from out there like on the west coast it's such a different culture just like it's so interesting to get your guys take on things like i remember one time like i contacted some one of the rappers out there and he said like the ice cube album this is probably like, 2007 the ice cube album is like bumper right now and like out in the east coast you didn't hear anything about the ice cube album like you don't yeah. hear you don't hear about the west coast artists out there unless you search for it now it's yeah. easier, but like back then, you don't hear any of that stuff out here. Yeah. It, it's well, dude, tough. the main thing that like even got me into like really like, not to say it got me into rap because I was listening to rap before, but like 36 Chambers by Wu Tang was mm-hmm. absolutely the album that made me want to make rap music. You know what I'm saying? And like, mm-hmm. and to really get me into it. I remember my homie gave me that tape while I was in sixth grade and shit. He gave, he gave me the tape of it, dog, and me and my brother took it home and listened to it. And that absolutely is the album that made me want to, like, that's the to one. make. Yeah, that's, that's the, the one. one for sure. That's like us. We always say with white dudes, like, personally, when you walked out of 8 Mile, you wanted to rap. <laughs> like, seriously. All of a sudden, like, me, I started to rap. I was 15. Oh, I'm going to do it. And right, right. 18 years later, it's like, here I am in my basement. <laughs> <Doing that. laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
But like, how did you link up? So like, how did you link up with like making the beats for Team Backpack? Cause like when when see that 2016 time you and Ilmac were there, I actually uh, um, auditioned in Brooklyn that fucking time. Didn't make the top yeah. ten. Is what it is. It was a fun yeah. time though. So sure. how did you end up? How did you end up making beats for them? Like, well, I kind of got. I started fucking with them at like the very start. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, because before they expanded they were doing events in San Francisco. And at the time mm-hmm. I'm from Sacramento, I was living in Sacramento and that's about an hour, an hour and 20 minutes away from San Francisco. So they were, they were, they were doing their first like one or two events. And I think there's a rapper that I work with named C plus. I still work with him. He's incredible. Check his shit out. Like I, I, I produce tons of his shit. Him and Ski Beats have an album together. He, he's really dope. Um, I believe that he did one of their events and I'm pretty sure he was the one that was like, yo, you should fuck with these fools. And then I almost think that they reached out to me and it was one of those things where it was like, like my boy plus was already going to do one of the events and then they reached out to me and then like I gave them some beats and then they asked me to come rap. So this was like, you know, I would probably say they're like second or third event. Mm-hmm. and and we had just mutually we had you know mutual people that, that we fucked with and then so the first event that i did i rapped on one with fredo me fredo and i think uh shark sinatra and then i produced a couple of them and pretty much from there we just built a relationship <clears throat> they would just hit me up when they were doing all their events and you know i started doing more and more on there and then it just became a thing where like i was kind of just like the go-to guy you know what i'm saying yeah. like i i still think to this day i have the most i think i've done over 30 of them i counted recently but yeah dude i just started fucking with them um just out the gate and it wasn't like i i wasn't just fucking with like one person either you know what i'm saying like i was rocking with the homie dreddy who was doing all the filming i was rocking with nell who was managing it I was rocking with Dev, who was like the business and the funding guy. So I just got in tight with the company, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. we just we just built a relationship. And as they expanded, like I just rock, you know, was just rocking with them to the point where, you know, there's been tons of people who have rapped on my beats and, you know, they'll fly me out to certain events and you know, that we just kind of we just kind of locked in early on in their in their stages of blossoming, you feel me? That shows loyalty though. That's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, how did you how did you end up with like? So you said you had mutual friends. How did you end up pretty much producing a lot of like Ilmac stuff and stuff on the West Coast? Because you're yeah, literally uh, like all you're like on all Ilmac fucking albums. You're like yeah. I mean, I, I've been working with I've been working with Ilmac for since 2006, bro. Like mm-hmm. like he was the first cat. See I see I was always a huge battle rap fan. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like er, early like before like jump the off shit, TV you know before like, jump. I before jump seeing, off you know, TV, like, all that like juice and super nat footage, okay. I, like you know what I'm saying. I remember yeah. seeing, this was back when like shit was on real player, dog, like super mm-hmm. old internet shit, like uh, uh, undergroundhiphop.com and mcbattles.com and shit mm-hmm. like that. So I was always a fan of battle rap, <laughs> and then I remember 2006, like getting put onto the WRC. Uh, I, I forget how, like my homie, I think my homie showed him to me. Because back then they used to actually be on demand, like on like the cable shit, like not just YouTube. Really? Yeah, yeah. There it would be like on on demand. There was like Fight Club battles and WRC. Yeah. They'd be like Mook and 
and Sirius Jones. In the shoe store. Remember that one? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I remember that one, yeah. So so basically, fucking, I, remember, I got put on to WRC, and then I just started watching them all, and I became obsessed with it, you know what I'm saying? Because it was mind-blowing to me. Because yeah. you got to think about it. This is the time when Battle Rap transitioned to being acapella, mm-hmm. and it was, you know, like more so the freestyle format and then the written shit. So I was, I was just, I fucked with it. But what I did at the time was I just started like looking up the people who I liked and I liked Ilmac and I just hit them up on MySpace in like 2006. and was just like, yo, I I produce like you're dope as fuck. Like let's, let's work on some shit. And then I sent him some beats and the first project that he put out, which was called the rain check. check, That was the first record that we ever did. It is a song with him and copyright. And that was, yeah, that was 2006, bro. And then, was, that, was that Thoroughbred? Yeah, that was Thoroughbred. Thoroughbred. That's, that's, the, that's the first record that me and Ilmac ever did. Like, that's that's first... an incredible fucking song, by the way. Thank you, bro. That is an incredible, like, everything. The the lines from, like, we called it the Stone Age. I'm a, like, that Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, amazing. So plays, right. yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that was, and the thing that I thought was dope, too, was, like, like this will just reach back and we just started just chopping it up and then like even like you know at the time it was like oh shit he got someone on it too it was like oh shit he got copyright on it like yeah at that time copyright was huge seriously yeah you know so yeah yeah so it like it just worked out like to where we just started rocking with each other and then like i think when he was on tour for that project i went to the bay and linked with him and then pretty much like Ever since then, we just always just rocked with each other. You feel me? Like, yeah. like he would come, used to come to Sacramento. I used to go to Portland. Like, we just started rocking. And then by the time, like, I'm pretty sure that I've worked on every project since then. You feel me? Like, we just built a really dope relationship. And yeah. then, you know, like, there was a time then I started mixing all his shit, too. You know, because I was getting super nice on Pro Tools. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just kind of just built that, like, solid relationship to where like that's my family like even if we never made no music like that's my brother you know what i'm saying like we just we just we got we got a good working relationship yeah. and that's my people's you know so so but, but this, to answer your question my bad if i'm a little long-winded no but, it's fine uh i've been um, at this all night bro it's 11 30 here i'm fucking yeah, Go yeah, on. yeah. <laughs> uh but in my space though you feel me and 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 then we just started rocking. And but if you fast forward to now, bro, this way Omac is my next door neighbor, bro. We live in LA. He's yeah. literally he's literally my neighbor and my studio is right here. So we we we're working on shit like constantly, you feel me? Yeah. We're actually about to drop a shitload of stuff. Like we 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 should get into that a little later, but we got <laughs> we got some we got a lot of projects that we're about to drop, you know. I'm, I'll ask you what you need to promote later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the shameless plug. Yeah. But uh sister, so you brought you brought up the 2006 like the jump off shit and that's when I really got into it. It's funny cuz somebody uh one of my AIM friends at the time. Remember AIM? The oh yeah, of course, yeah. bro. Okay. Of course, me and said, "Watch these two West Coast West Coast dudes light up these two East Coast dudes." And even from Jersey, I was yeah, like, yeah. "Nah, nah." So I I clicked on it, and it was Ilmac and Thesaurus versus Don P and Sage Badweather or something, or uh, uh, or whatever. No, no, these uh, come up from. I remember that though. I remember some that. dudes from Jersey or something, but like yeah, and and, and Ilmac and the source ripped them, and I was like, oh, oh my yeah. god, 
what are you guys doing? You're making us look bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from that point on, I started following all like the jump off 2006. And then I, I love the 06 format. And then it went to 07. They expanded it. They went to Toronto. That's when we found out about organic out here. We found out about Bishop Brigante because you, you didn't know about these guys out here. So yeah. It was great. It was great to hear about. And then disaster, oddly enough, was with satire on the East Coast? Not no, 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 it was uh, uh, cyanide. Cyanide on the East Coast, I think? Yeah, so it, it was, was the East Coast. It was really weird to see, like, disaster on the East Coast, but being from L.A. and disaster, like, changing so much from 07 to now, which is just yeah. such a transformation. So, like, yeah. do you prefer – it's it's a great question. Cause do you prefer that nine-minute battles or now, like, the 45-minute ones that go on? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it's weird because uh, I like things about both. I, I'm a fan of the little bit of a shorter battle because battles mm-hmm. are fucking so long so these long. days. So long. It I gets agree. a little long-winded. Uh, um, but at the same time, though, like, if you look, think about back then, like, there's a lot more filler and there's a lot more just, like, shit that fools would, you know, now nowadays probably wouldn't settle on, you know, just – because the format was so new. So there's parts about it that I like from both eras, you know what I'm saying? But I, I think I like the medium of like like 2009, 2010, like around that time. When like it was the, like, grizzle, the Grizzle Mania era? With yeah, Irons. like the Grizzle Mania era and the early URL battles. Like basically when shit wasn't fucking an hour long per battle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. It'd be three rounds, I, but they'd this. have an. They'd be three rounds, but there'd be a minute and a half limit. Yeah, you know, you know yeah. or or even even I remember back then, three minutes was like, three oh minutes. shit, you know, yeah. like that's so long. Yeah. But I, I I like that a little bit more, just because, it, you know, a battle has to be really good to, to to, keep my attention nowadays. I feel like you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, and like it takes a lot of yeah. skill to be able to do that though. Yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Whereas, you know, uh, nowadays in a battle, that might be like three, four, five battles worth of material in one battle yeah. now. You know what I'm saying? So I respect it, but I prefer a little shorter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, not the super – not an hour long. Let's, dude, that's let's so- be honest. It's like movies. When you put in a DVD player and and or Blu-ray, whatever you got now, and you see a three-hour movie, you're like, oh, man – and if you click on a battle and it says like fifty nine minutes, you're like, holy shit! You'd prefer yeah. the twenty eight minute battle. You know what I mean? Sure. You'd prefer more content over length, like the yeah, you know, I do. Instead of that, I get you. Well, before I before I let you go, a couple more things here though. What was yeah, your... hey, it's all good. I'm not I'm not in a rush. It's all good. <laughs> what What was your wow moment though as a producer? Uh, like your wow moment, like the one where you finally hit like. You know, you were working your ass off, and you were like, "All right, this is like what I've been working for. I could not, I could die now, but like this is a great moment." Yeah, um, I would. I mean, the, the, I did some shit with Ti in the studio, which was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. That that was pretty nuts. You know what I'm saying? Like, and this was like, you know, like 2013. You know, so Tip Tip had already been big for hella long. Yeah. You know, that was pretty crazy. To be even just randomly, dude, I did some shit. For Mickey Dolan's from the Monkeys, like the old school wow. ass group. Yeah. So that to me is like the crazy. Like, shit like literally, like literally, are you talking about the Monkeys? 
Yeah, the monkeys. Hey, hey, the... we're the monkeys. Yeah. Say monkey around. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I, Davy I did, Jones I did a bunch from of engineering for this wow. And ended up even doing some like shit on the Pro Tools and fucking with it, which was producing. To me, that's like the craziest because it's like that's like working with I, a beat. Yeah, like I'm a hip hop cat, but like, yeah. damn, boy, I'm like, I'm doing some shit with the monkeys right now. Like, what the yeah. fuck? That is crazy, actually. So, like, yeah. who's who's the one guy you haven't worked with that you would love to? Uh, probably Benny the Butcher. Okay, that's an interesting yeah. one. Cause, dude, I fucking love Griselda, bro, and and like, but I mean, really, any anyone from that camp, like Conway too, but Benny would probably be like the number one cat who who I would probably want to work with right now. Um, I, I I actually linked with him and Spech before, and we chilled and smoked a bunch of trees and kicked it and and, and built and shit. Um, so like, you know, I've been sending him shit. I know how it goes. You feel me? You yeah. gotta you think about someone like that. They're getting twenty million beats a day, but. I would probably say that's who I'll probably pick right now, cause like just cause I fuck with the music so much, and I yeah. know that I've got shit that's like right up that, right up that lane. And who would you say that like? Cause I'm sure, we, I mean, out here in the East Coast, you listen, and well, we listen to like a lot of artists who never made it, a lot of underground guys. I'm sure out there it is. Who's one we should look into out there that like maybe we never heard of that you really into? Um. Like an up and coming guy. Okay, let me. I I would say. Uh, there's this cat named X. Do you know who X is? No, I don't. Sorry. X is fucking really tight, bro. But I'm writing. He's, I'm uh, writing it down right now. So. Yeah, he's actually. He, I actually know him through Team Backpack. He's actually done a bunch of Team Backpacks. Like. Mm -hmm. Um, but he is he is fucking really really talented as a rapper. We're actually working on a project right now. He's from Vegas, but he lives in LA now. So we're able to like get in the studio and work. Um, but he is like, he is just absolutely one of my favorite rappers. Um, you know, you, you know, you can look up, either look up any of his team backpacks or he's got like, there's this one cypher with him in daylight. That's crazy. But then he's also got some videos on his YouTube where he's just gassing. Like, like pull up the one uh, with him over the watcher beat. He he's someone who like not a lot of cats know about, but he does decent. He's got decent plays yeah. and, and decent views on the come up, but he's he's just raw, bro. Like he just like I'll hear him rap and I'll be like, damn, that was like a perfect verse. Like like goddamn, yeah. you know. What and man? the problem like, is now you know how the game is. Like you could be the best rapper, but it don't fucking matter. That's what sucks, yeah. man. It sucks. Yeah. It really does, especially here. Like it's just you got so many dudes who like they're so good lyrically and it just gets nowhere. It, it, it's really frustrating. I'm sure you as a beat maker, it's yeah. very frustrating, man. Like you, you just, I don't know. Do you have any, um, so do you have any regrets though as a beat maker? One you could look yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have made a beat um, for him. Okay. I would say that, I would say that I wish that early on and when I started producing, I wish that I learned a little bit more like, like uh, on like the musical theory side, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, and it's crazy. Like, cause like, like I'm saying, I come from a family that's musical. Like my pops and my brother are like super nice on the keys and they know theory and shit really well. But when I was younger, I was like resistant to it, you know? And that's one of the things where I was like, I know that I could like learn how to play better because I mainly play by ear and I got a good ear like I can play you feel me well but if I, I always 
that's something that I always wanted to do is just like expand, like, you know, my technical knowledge of music a little bit more with mm-hmm. the chords and the harmonies and all that shit. Because it's not like I'm not able to do it, but I'm just, not, I don't know, like, the notes like that, like the names of the notes and the chords and the harmonies and all that shit. That would be something that, that I would say is something that I would look at as a regret, like, oh, which I've actually been kind of working on my game right now. But that's an area that I always, you know, that there's definitely room for a lot of improve, improvement. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So do you have any, do you have any advice for beat makers? maybe coming up you know what i mean like these yeah. dudes in high school trying to fucking you know rap on, or rap or even be on beats is it just stay on your grind or never give up yeah or... i mean yeah it kind of is that and i know that that seems sounds like cliche but like yeah. music is one of those things that you just have to constantly do it it's it's like the repetition of it is what makes you better it's like working out a muscle it's like learning a skill like you have to just do it like hands-on experience is always going to be the best teacher. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and also too, like, just, just really focus on your craft and, and all of the other shit will come later. You know what I'm saying? People get mm-hmm. caught up a lot in, you know, the business side of it. And, and, and when really it's like the most important thing at the core of it is the craft, you know what I'm saying? You have to, you have to love it and you have to do it. Like, as much as you possibly can. And I know that can be tough too, because if you're balancing like a job or if you're balancing school or whatever, yeah. but you, you have to have that type of dedication towards it because it's like, if you want to like be able to fucking reap all the benefits from it, like you can't approach it trying to get those benefits. You have, you, you, it has to come from like the love and the passion of it before you can even get to that, you know? And like, I know that's, it sounds cliche, but it's really true though. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to just, you have to keep doing it. And also you have to, you have to always study and want to learn and be better because with music and this applies to besides just music, but the learning curve is infinite. You can never learn it all. You can't know everything about making beats or making music, you know? Mm -hmm. So you always want to study. and, And nowadays you have, you know, the biggest plethora of information at your fingertips with the internet, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm always studying up, watching videos, reading threads, like just learning, you know what I'm saying? Like something that you, that you have to always like apply to this shit because- Not to mention you're in quarantine now, so there's no fucking excuse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm holed up in this lab, yeah. so I'm not leaving for shit yeah. except the grocery store, you know yeah. what I'm saying? That's it. If I can work on your craft at this point right now, are you drinking coffee? Mm-hmm. It's great, you know? You're living the life. Hey, spoiler alert, it's not coffee. <laughs> All right, you're fair enough. All right, before I let you go, man, uh, what are you promoting? You mentioned earlier you want to promote Okay, um, I've got um, my new solo album. It's called The Sky is Falling. It comes out at the end of this month. Um, that's all produced by me, full-length album. Um, I got, you know, the cast of people I fuck with on there. I got El Mac on there, Satire, Eddie I, Pass, Fredo Algebra, you know, the, the squad. Um, Fredo Algebra's album just dropped, Fresh Air. That's available on all platforms. And then me and El Mac have a series. Basically, we've been working on so much shit over the last couple of years that we just literally pieced it all together, and we're about to drop this series of albums every two months 
Yeah. And the next, the first one drops next month. And uh, yeah, bro. So we've got about a good three, four albums that are dropping before the year's over. So just, just stay tuned for all of that shit. Um, at Chase More Music on all platforms. You know, that's, that's where I'm at. All right, man. Thanks for chopping it up right now, man. Enjoy. Right, Stay safe. Me. No problem. Stay safe out there on the West Coast. Don't go out unless it's for groceries. <laughs> <All right. laughs>